Dating back to 3000 BC, the royal game of Ur holds the title as the oldest game in the world. Nearly 5,000 years later, gaming has evolved beyond those early Assyrians' wildest imaginations. No longer just a fun way to pass time, they serve as a way to engage with your favorite characters and stories. This week on Slice of Disney, we're talking to Sean Fletch Fletcher about his newest game, Disney's Sorcerer's Arena, Epic Alliances. Welcome to Slice of Disney, an awesome Disney theme park podcast. I am your host, Kelly Washington, Disney obsessed enthusiast and real life Tinkerbell. And I'm your co-host, Will Lentz, a one-time Disney goer and real life DPS. So DPS is damage per second. It's like, you know, in a game, if you're playing like a an Overwatch or or like a D&D, you might have your people that are like, oh, we're going to do all the damage. That's your DPS. Okay. Uh, tanks are people that are like going to tank in all the, all the damage. And mm. you got your healers that are going to heal the DPS and the tanks while they do all the fighting. So That's like a Sully yeah. as a tank. I, yeah, so I've, I've heard that. I've heard that. You, um, you saw my blank dare deer deer in the headlights look mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. you said that term i did um today is a very fun episode it is because we are combining both of our worlds into one perfect combination known as disney's sorcerers arena epic alliances yeah i'm really excited for it so uh and look i'm i say that but i'm a huge gamer as well you just are. a different type of gamer yeah um, with that said, this game is perfect for me. It's super fun and challenging, but not too challenging. I don't get frustrated. And also, uh, <laughs> I mean, you're certainly overlooking the biggest part of what's perfect about oh, it, and that it's Disney. Wow, yeah. I, I, that little thing. Right. Um, anytime I get to play Disney characters, obviously, I'm thrilled. Yeah. Um, so we're interviewing Sean, a.k.a. Fletch Fletcher. Mm-hmm. He's a game designer for the Op Games, and... We are so excited that we get him during their press tour. They have a lot of really exciting things going on. Yeah, I, uh, I, as someone that, I mean, you know, I, I talk about it on the podcast when I get a chance to. Um, I, I like games. I like the gaming culture and the gaming industry. I think it's very interesting. I really like thinking about like how you balance certain things, and that's one of the things I like about D and D is being able to like homebrew my own stuff and be like, oh, does that make sense? Is this gonna be too strong? That sort of stuff. And uh, and so talking to uh, Fletch feels like talking to a kindred spirit that is just way more uh, knowledgeable and successful in that in that <laughs> realm. So I don't know if you would say the same about me, but I I enjoy the idea. But before we bring him on, um, yeah, I actually I went to this D twenty three event. Uh, it was super fun. Um, it was completely different than what I expected. They offered lots of prizes. I won none. Ugh. So obviously disappointed. Actually, yeah. they had a lot of carnival games. Um, and that's perfect because we got games. Yeah. Um, but the night before I was there, apparently, Bob Iger was there. Uh, you just missed like, him. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, and it was on the Walt Disney Studio lot, which always feels really magical. Um, yes, and I played lots of like carnival-y type you know, there was one where you had to like navigate a bowling ball down a ramp, uh-huh. but it couldn't go too far. And okay. It was impossible. I never sure. actually successfully did it. So I did not win a prize on that Fair one. Fair enough. But well, I have successfully won at one game quite a few times. Which is? And it's called Disney Sorcerer's Arena Epic Alliances. Well, uh, I think that's a good as a good a segue <laughs> as any. Uh, let's go ahead and bring Fletch on and uh, hear what he has to say. Yay! Hey, 
So we have the very exciting honor of interviewing game designer Sean Fletcher, aka Fletch, uh, who created Disney Sorcerer Arena Epic Alliances. Yay, welcome. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you doing? I'm I'm doing great. Uh, you are kind of the perfect combo of Will and I. So this is extra special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I I I am known more as the casual Disney goer person on here, but also the one that as anytime I get a chance to drop a a TTRPG or a D&D reference, I will. And oh, so nice. it's exciting to see uh this kind of merging of my interests on here as well. Oh cool. Yeah. Um so go ahead and um tell us a little about yourself and um your gaming history like what got you into this sure uh my name is is fletch i'm a senior game designer at the op i've been here for about four and a half years uh and before that i did uh about eight to ten years in seattle as a game designer um really my first big design credit was on magic the gathering uh back in 2007 i worked on the Shadowmoor set for them uh, but uh, in between there and here, I've been a graphic designer and a freelance art director. Uh, so I've I've had my hands in creative endeavors uh, for quite a while uh, and really made the shift when I, I joined uh, a game studio, game development studio as a graphic designer. Oh, uh, cool. And, and over time there, they realized that my skill set filled a more difficult you know, square peg round hole situation. Um, it's not as easy to find experienced game designers as it is to find experienced graphic designers. So they sort of figured, well, let's move him to the more difficult seat to fill hmm. and then just bring in another graphic designer. Uh, and, and that transition uh, was really exciting for me because I'd been a gamer for years and years and years uh, prior to that. Uh, grew up with a with a, a grandmother and grandfather who played checkers very competitively, not like oh, that's tournament fun. checkers. That's but awesome. They weren't they weren't going to let the eight year old win, uh, <laughs> and and from that point on, it, it kind of got into will you'll appreciate the the hero quest mm. phase. Yeah, uh, where my friends and I were playing hero quest and creating our own maps and designing oh, our cool. own characters to play in the dungeon. Uh, went through some Dungeons and Dragons uh, in in high school. Uh, Magic the Gathering really since the beginning, mm. uh, and then all kinds of other games since then. Uh, a lot of a lot of Euro tabletop games like Caverna and um, uh, Orleans is one of my favorites. Gloomhaven is one of my favorites. I've I've only oh. tried Gloomhaven once, and we uh, I think we accidentally upped the difficulty without knowing what we were doing, and we almost it's, got through it. But it's a little you brutal. know it's very easy to do that, and yeah. the first scenario in that game is really really challenging. Yeah, I I almost feel like they might have overtuned that first experience, but it does yeah. set you up for what you're what you're in for in the long run. It was very fun. I mean, we got we 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 ended up losing that first scenario with yeah. it being kind of up a little bit and like yeah. had a blast, but then were kind of exhausted. So decided not to run it back. Uh, but no, I mean, I had a D&D session last night, so I can relate to a lot of that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, yes. He messaged me and was like, I have to go get caffeinated. It's going to be a long night. Like, you it know, got to get hyped. Um, <laughs> well, you kind of answered my one of my questions I wanted to ask, which was, um, you know, as a kid, like what games got you into it? It sounds like you went uh, 
from checkers to much more difficult games. Uh, but what is your relationship with Disney like? I am a fan. Um, Yay. I'm, I've been a fan for years and years and years. It really started uh, when I got married. My wife said, we're going to Disney World for our honeymoon. And I went, oh, well, fun. I was there when I was like eight. <laughs> and we went and by the end of that trip, it was, it sounds cliche, but it was almost transformative that, that like I went from being a casual fan of Disney stuff to being all in. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you uh, went from a Will to a Kelly. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, yeah, no, I, since then, um, I've, I've been watching every time a new movie comes out, I'm there for it. Uh, we were there, you know, opening weekend for the new one, Strange World, uh, stuck around for the credits. Sadly, there was spoiler. We, there wasn't really anything after the credits for us mm-hmm. on that one. Uh, yeah. But uh, stick for the stick around for the credits anyway, because, you know, it's good to appreciate all the, the folks that put their hard work into something like that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, did you like Onward based on your interests? We loved Onward. Uh, awesome. And that was another one. We saw Onward in the theaters the weekend before everything shut down for the pandemic. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and we had an onward project uh, at the op. We actually, uh, Pat Marino was the the lead designer. He's my boss. Uh, we we created the onward quests of your role-playing game to go with the, the film. And that's, that's cool. a lot of fun to play. Oh, yeah. awesome. We're going to have to play that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, that sounds cool. I was just going to ask, I feel like this is, uh, I'm going to try not to just ask, questions that i'm particularly interested in the whole time but i'm gonna get a few of them in um Go for it. when when it comes to uh game design you you talk about like you know it, it, you obviously adapted this for to kind of have a little bit more of a ttrpg style with magic the gathering you're in kind of a deck building space like when you get into game design are you finding like oh these are my interests and this is my area like around like uh, I, I think TTRPG and deck building and like that sort of stuff have a lot in common when it comes to like leveling up and stuff like that versus someone that would be in game design around a, I don't know, Sushi Go or whatever, right? Do you feel like you have a specialty when it comes to game design? I'm definitely a hobby games person mm-hmm. and it's something that we here at the op uh, recently did. We we started sort of... Uh, going towards specialties each of the the game developers moved towards okay you're the person that that really excels with the family and the hobby games and Mm -hmm. and pat marino and myself moved towards the hobby games um but it's for me it's it's a matter of looking at a lot of different kinds of games and then deconstructing them it's almost like taking and i've got a seven-year-old so i'm very familiar with this concept taking you know a dozen different lego kits Oh, have nice. nothing to do with each other, mm-hmm. dumping them on the floor and then seeing what you can build from all of these different parts that come from different places and make something completely new out of that. So that's very cool. When I designed Disney Sorcerer's Arena Epic Alliances, I was looking not only at the mobile game Disney Sorcerer's Arena as inspiration, but I was also looking at, you know, what have I learned from Magic the Gathering? What have I learned from mm-hmm. Gloomhaven? What have I learned from all of these other games? Uh, that make these games fun and and sticky so that, you know, you you play them once and you want to play it again and try it and keep on going and exploring it. Um, it's deconstruction and reconstruction, really. That's very cool. I, you, you kind of jumped to one of my questions, and I want to continue to ask kind of, because for our listeners that don't know, um, this is inspired by a mobile game. Um, yep. 
But before we get into it, what would you, for people who haven't gotten to play Disney Source Arena Epic Alliances yet, um, what would be your elevator pitch for that? How would you describe the game? This is a, it's a battle game where you pick three characters who play just like you would imagine the way they behave from the films and, and shows they come from. And they go into this arena and, and they just knock each other around and try to score points uh, until the final round when whomever has the most points wins. It's usually me, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and then to continue, so the, it was a mobile game um, and it was a pretty standard like turn-based RPG uh, game that it's so cool to see how it was turned into a board game. Um, you. Did you work on the the video game at all um nope i've okay. i've got no experience in making video games whatsoever okay. um, <laughs> but i do make a lot of board games so when the mobile team uh at disney interactive put together their game disney sorcerers arena uh, they expressed an interest in seeing it turned into a tabletop game and they came to the op and said look you guys have made a bunch of really cool tabletop experiences out of the properties that 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 we uh, have and create and support, we'd like to see what you could do if we just kind of opened up the, the sandbox for you to play in here. And so I got to, again, look at what made the mobile game fun and deconstruct it and see what works in, in video games that doesn't work in tabletop and vice versa, uh, and really kind of reinvent uh, the, the, the structure of the game in a way that complements and and is really loyal to the vision of the mobile game, but plays in a whole new way. That's well, really cool. For instance, uh, you know, I know like in a mobile game, you can gain points and then evolve where in this, it's like, okay, you have to get certain cards and then you banish them so you can turn your card over. And so it's kind of, it is, it was cool to see how like you can take that aspect and see it, how you play it. Uh, yeah. Tabletop. And, and the, the growth system, the character growth system in the mobile game was one of those things that was really, really engaging. So right away, I knew whatever we do in the in the tabletop game, I want to get that feeling that, OK, mm -hmm. midway through the game, you level your character up and you get new abilities and, and new ways to play the game with that character as you go. That's um, really cool because that's always one of the like coolest parts of I don't know any anything is like seeing that progression from it. It's mm -hmm. getting that little dopamine kick of like okay now I have new options right. And so I think that being able to take that <laughs> from like the digital and made it put it into physical is that's a that's that sounds very neat. Uh, I think you did a great job with that. Yeah. Um, do you have favorite characters you like to play as? Absolutely, uh, but don't <laughs> tell any of the other characters. Okay, right? well, <laughs> that'll make them feel bad. We'll keep it between um, us. In the core set, I love Sorcerer's Apprentice Mickey. I absolutely love that character, uh, and he's sort of a puzzle in the way he plays. Um, he's got a mechanic where you can accumulate magic brooms that will go out and and attack mm. for him, uh, and if you accumulate those brooms too quickly and he gets knocked out. Well, when he gets knocked out, he loses all those brooms. So all of that effort that you've put into building him up when he gets knocked out goes away. There's a, ch a challenging puzzle in there figuring out when the right time to build those up so that you can go in and get those big attacks uh, is. And then when it's time to just sit back and hold your cards for the next time, because if he gets KO'd, he does get to come back uh, and, and you can rebuild that momentum. And I really, really love that 
balance that he seems like such a straightforward character to play, but there's some real nuance to the timing of him. And then in the expansions, I love the Horned King from the Black Cauldron. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We Uh, love the Black Cauldron here. We just had a movie night where we watched it. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, And it's one of those things where not everyone knows the film, but the people that do know the film remember it as like the scariest movie they ever watched as a kid. (laughs) Yeah. And here you go here. You can play him now. Um, He summons Cauldron Born tokens into the arena and sends these skeleton warriors out to kind of do his bidding for him. And it adds a whole new dynamic uh, and, and strategic layer to the way you play the game when you're using the Horned King. It felt like the expansions did. Add, it wasn't, you know, uh, it wasn't just adding characters. There were new things that came into play. And that's really fun that I don't think all expansions do. Well, it, it was a goal right from the start to make sure that you know, with with as much space as we had to expand the character roster, that we made each character feel unique uh in in the game mechanics so that when you were buying you know expansion packs you could expect to find whole new strategies baked into those those new characters and things that would open up all kinds of exponential combinations with the the previous characters that's there, really cool. that that's that's a thing i've always liked about like traditional like deck building games to some extent too is like finding oh if you're running like a green deck or you're running like something particular like a rogue in hearthstone or things along those lines it's like oh my my win condition is going to be this and now you got to figure out how other people are going to react to it um i'm curious uh is there a particular mechanic that uh you put into this game that you feel particularly proud of because i feel like there's always there's a lot of creativity that goes into thinking about like all right how do I take this, adapt it without ruining the balance, but having like adjusting now how people play the game? That's a great question. Um, I think the the first two that I would point to, I've already pointed to. I sure. love the the character uh, token mechanic that the Horned King brings in. I mm-hmm. love the the growth progression of Mickey uh, and the way he works in the game. I think um, from the the ten thousand foot view, the the way the status effects work in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, took a, quite a bit of work to tune and dial in um, just how you would add these effects to characters to augment them or uh, to even hinder them because there's good status effects and there's bad status effects. Sometimes I want to make my character stronger. Other times I want to make your character cursed or immobilized so that they can't move around the arena and attack me back. Um, and And building the system that made all of that work uh really kind of intuitively once you've played the game a couple of times it just flows that's very cool Uh, and i'm i'm really proud of how that worked out that's awesome to take away from um will's excitement i'm going to jump into my own excitement you're working with the disney property (laughs) so uh what is that like what is it like to be a disney game especially as a fan it's it's fantastic. Um, it's it's a good excuse to go back and watch a lot of movies and and sometimes visit parks, etc. Uh, everything counts as as research for this game now. And <laughs> yes, I'm going to use that excuse as often as I can. Uh, no, it's it's really fun to be able to uh, explore a character and and kind of translate their personality into game mechanics and say, okay, I know that this character Sully is a protector character he's a big guy that that Mm. just looks out for his buddies how do i turn that into a game character and by making him this if if you know moba's 
uh, you know, the term tanks mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. or a paladin sort of character where he goes out there and he's huge and it's his job to just soak up the hits and, and taunt the rivals into focusing on him instead of his, his teammates and letting him take the, the fall on their behalf. Him and Ariel are a good combo there. You got like a healing yeah. situation and yeah. <laughs> it's fun. Um, well, I know that we we only have so much time with you. Know, we didn't want to just bring you on to talk about how fun the game is. We also wanted to talk <laughs> about uh, something that you guys have coming up with the op, right? I believe around Gen Con. Do you want to speak yes. a little bit about what, what I think we're calling the road to Gen Con? It is the ops road to Gen Con, and it is a 10-stop tournament series starting in January of 23 and building up all the way through uh, a national, or sorry, a world championship that's so cool. Uh, at Gen Con. Uh, we're going to be making stops in Seattle, Portland, Oregon, Anaheim, Orlando, Rochester, New York, St. Louis, and a number of other cities. Uh, and it's going to be uh, basically a, a, a bracketed tournament event at each of these stops where the winner uh, in each city is then worked into a, a mathematical formula to determine who the greatest player in the country at that point is. Uh -huh. uh, and they will win uh, a badge to Gen Con for the year, uh, for, 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 for uh, 2023. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to hold the, the world championship there and you'll get an automatic seat uh, at that event. That's, That's so cool. So cool. <laughs> how, how, if someone wants to get participate in it, how do they, how do they go about it? Well, the first thing you want to do is follow our social channels. Mm -hmm. uh, we're at the Op Games, mm -hmm. uh, and we'll have more announcements and specifics coming up uh, through there. But check out our website and keep an eye there for the the details. And uh, the stores that we're working with will also be spreading the word uh, themselves. I'm sure we'll we'll add that into the show notes so anybody that's listening to this can go check it out. And uh, I think I'll probably try to enter. That sounds fun. Hey, if you're if you're near one of the the, the cities yeah. that we're holding it, love to see you there. We'll I can force him to go to Anaheim. This is great. <laughs> Never mind, I'm out. I'll go to the Seattle one. Uh, well, you know our yeah our our uh, our stop in Anaheim. Every time I go up to the parks now, I, I check out the store where we're we're partnering. That's cool. And uh, I think I think people are going to be excited to to check out these stores and play the game and uh, hopefully win their way to Gen Con. Absolutely. Uh, well, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, yes, Fletch, thank you. I could talk. I want to interrogate you for hours, so we'll have to have you on again. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. <laughs>yeah i really enjoyed talking to fletch you can sell me see me uh, or i guess hear me uh nerd out a little bit uh as we get into the game side of things um it was yeah. super fun i it was not long enough yeah i would have loved to love to have him back and and really dig into some of those types of things i i mean I, I really am curious like what you know as as he mentioned uh when you're playing Disney Sorcerer's Arena Epic Alliances, you uh, feel like you like he's trying to craft characters that feel like you would imagine they would play. Um, and I think that that's always really interesting is how you go about doing something like that. So I'd love to love to love to talk to you more, Fletch. Yeah, anytime that there's something like that, it's very intriguing. Yeah. I um, I'm growing with characters. Uh, I, I, I'm very excited. I'm going to play Sorcerer Mickey again tonight. Mm -hmm. Now that after like hearing him speak on it, yeah. Um, and and yeah, I please Fletch, come back, hang out with us. We just want to hang. We want to. <laughs> we don't need to have the mics on. It's yeah. uh, we'll just play games. 
Yeah. No, we, we would really love to have you come back. That was really fun. Um, and make sure anyone who's listening, one, check out the op and all of their games. Yeah. Um, definitely go check out Disney Sorcerer's Arena Epic Alliances. And I want to, I don't think I'd be good enough. I feel like you'd be better at this than me, but I totally want to try and do this like road to the Gen road to Gen Con. Con. Yeah, I know. I think that seems really fun. That sounds like uh, so much fun. Yeah, we'll uh, make sure to check the, the show notes for that. We'll we'll have links to uh, the various places you can check out, uh, check that stuff out. And um, and yeah, if if the dates align correctly, you may you may catch me in Anaheim. You uh, might actually catch I the will. will out in the wild, not at Disney. I try my best to avoid it, but uh, but for uh, for this opportunity, I would check it out. For Fletch and his for Fletch. super fun game. Yeah. Um, yeah, make sure to go check it out, especially if you're a lover of things like Will and things like my interests too. And if you're listening to this podcast, I assume you probably are. So. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, make sure to go follow the Op Games on all of their social media platforms uh, so you can check out new game announcements and these exclusive announcements like Gen Con. Yeah. I, and... Uh, and you'll see my picture posted up there when I win uh, <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing. Um, and uh, and yeah, and make sure to follow us on all of our social media, uh, Slice of Disney on Instagram and Facebook. You can email us at sliceofdisneypod at gmail.com. Or just see all of it at sliceofdisney.com. Everything. Yeah. It's all there. Um, and let us know. Go Go get the game. Tell us about it. And if you're a member of our Patreon, maybe we can, if we both have the boards, we could find a way... We could find a way to make it make it happen. Yeah. If if we don't do our D D game, will I <laughs> holding for you sure, to this for one? Sure. This is kind of a combo of them anyway. Yeah, I love it. Um well thank you so much again for listening. And Fletch, thank you so much for coming on and hanging out with us. And uh hopefully we'll talk to you guys soon. Okay, bye. <laughs>